Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy December the 1st, my friends. Yeah, December the 1st, meaning, of course, there's just 19 days left till Christmas Day. Welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And, of course, we begin with the Premier League and the reaction to the evening's game that started with the old relegation seven-pointer where Eddie Howe's Newcastle drew with Norwich at St James's Park. Newcastle needed to win this one. They certainly need to win their game coming up on Saturday against Burnley. We were desperate for three points today, but we've got the one. But I, th- I think I have to cling to to what I've seen in terms of what the players have delivered, the spirit, in terms of giving more probably than they felt they were physically capable of. They, but they gave it tonight and we're going to just need that in, in the battle that we have ahead. Well, Newcastle are going to be down to ten men. Looks as though uh, Kieran Clark is going to be shown a straight red card for the simple reason being that Timo Puki was through on goal. I thought Newcastle actually probably the better side at 10 v 11. But when you go one up, Phil, it's not a brilliant result. Not a one nil up. Not not when you're in the league position, in the league at home against Norwich. It's not. 10 men, that was a good result. It's not, Phil. It's not, mate. You're kidding yourself. You're lying to yourself. I think Dean Smith coming here before the game would have accepted a point. But having had 80 minutes with the extra man will be very, very disappointed for the lack of chances that they created. Frustrated today and disappointed because it's probably the worst out of the three performances that we've had. Obviously, the game plan changes for both teams in the 10th the minute when Kieran Clark gets sent off. For me, I'd much rather a team would go through and score the goal uh, rather than it go... You know, 10 against 11 because, you know, they were camped in their half for, for long periods and defended their box really well. We didn't do enough to win the game because we didn't show enough quality in the final third, in all honesty. Going forward, they were they were abject at times. Really were poor. Very few crosses. Ellen Road explodes with noise. Going to be a massive three points from Marcelo Bielsa's side. It's Leeds 1, Palace 0. This is the... Um... <sighs> the hard part of uh, of the game when you lose and you lose that way I think it was um, enough situation for us to even win that game I think uh, when you look at the team's number of chances and clear chances that they created I think the, the better one was uh, in our side and, and we didn't score so when you create those chances and when you don't take them at the end you get punished now, Liverpool manager Jürgen Klopp and Everton boss Rafa Benitez have been speaking ahead of the Merseyside derby tonight. We'll hear from Rafa the gaffer coming up against his old side, of course. But first, here's Klippity Klopp, who disagreed that the pressure is completely off the Reds going into the match. Nothing to lose. I don't know if you can see it like that. We have uh, three points on stake and we try to get them. 
that's how it is. So, um, but before you don't have it, you cannot lose it. Really, <laughs> we just try to want to, we, we try to win it. So, nothing to do with the special situation about their coach or whatever. I think it's a massive game for us. So, we have a bad run now. We need to start winning, and a derby always is a, an opportunity to put things right. So, massive game for us, and we are thinking about just to get three points. Derby is always special, no? In every country, but the, here the passion. I live in the city, so I know what means that. The passion is uh, massive, and then we know that it's really important for everyone. And that is the reason why I want to win and I want to do well because it's for us as a club, as a team, is uh, really important to bring back the confidence and play at the level that we were playing at the beginning. If they get thumped three four nil, which in all honesty they Good. could, then yes, I can't see where he goes from there. They were dreadful at the weekend. Right now, the one team he does not want to play and get thumped at Goodison is Liverpool. On now to Manchester United and Mickey Gray and former United assistant Steve McLaren discussing new interim boss Ralph Ragnick and what he will bring to Old Trafford. Well, presumably like a satchel. Um, And uh, that's it. Just a satchel with lots of bits of paper in. Important bits of paper. He's a club builder. That's what he is. He goes on the three C's of concept, creating a DNA for the club, a recognisable identity style of play, counter-pressing, counter-attacking, fast, exciting football. Competence is the other C in terms of right staff, right players. That's the key area. That's the key area. He's got his disciples, Klopp, Tuchel, Nagelsmann, Marsh at Leipzig, who are coaches who have been under him, very successful. He needs to deliver that from the present coaches or bring coaches in, get the right players, which I think he's got. And the third C, most important, to get the right concept, the right people, staff and players. You need capital, you need cash. Mason Greenwood is in, right-hand side of the area. It's Greenwood, it's six! It's great that I think he nurtures younger players and, and brings them through, which is fantastic. And it's always happened at Manchester United. Players like Mason Greenwood, who got off to a decent start uh, this season, but he's not been in the frame over the last, what, three or four weeks. And that that's a big worry for Man United at the minute as well, because I think he's such a talented player. And there's other young individuals who are in the team at the minute. I just don't see... <coughs> That squad, and I think you just touched on it before, I don't see how he can change them into a pressing team until you can make changes to that squad. On now to the build-up to tonight's clash between Stevie G's Aston Villa and Pep Guardiola Guardiola's Man City. We'll hear from Gerard Gerard shortly on Jack Grealish's return to Villa Park, but here's Pep when asked if Stevie G can be a managerial great. Listen, if he's a manager for the Premier League, he's already a good manager. I don't believe there is one single manager in the Premier League, even the Championship, they don't have quality, they are not good. And they will become a great, great manager and they can train a good players and good clubs to fight for the titles. But it's not related to be a good manager or great manager if you win titles or you don't win titles, because they are incredible managers. And believe me, incredible managers, well prepared in all aspects and maybe they don't win titles because they are not lucky to train a good teams. But Jack Grealish in front of the Aston Villa fans and he runs into the Villa crowd. I think Jack 
very much deserves a, a warm welcome. I have no doubt he'll get that. This is his club and it will be when his career's over because he was here as a little boy. He's come through the academy. The club have benefited a lot from, from what Jack has given. You know, we very much wish him well moving forward in terms of the remainder of his career, but obviously not tomorrow night for 90 minutes. Do you almost think that it'll be next season when we really see the best of him? I, I don't think so. We'll be in trouble. I have to see right now the best, of course, it's like six, seven months ahead of us, all the nice things. Absolutely not. I'm not thinking the best grudge really we're going to see next season. I want to see this season, absolutely. Now, David Moyes, West Ham, welcome Brighton this evening to the London Stadium. And after recent unrest from some Albion fans, Moyes urged those supporters, I don't know why I'm talking like this, but I quite like it, to remember how lucky they were. <clears throat> That's better. I think the Brighton supporters shouldn't say too much. They're really lucky to have Graham Potter as a manager and uh, you shouldn't forget that. He's a top manager, he's got a really good team. We'll all get booed at times in our career. You just have to move on and uh, I'm sure Graham knows what he's doing more than, more than the people who are booing him. Leandro Trossard has been the coolest man inside Anfield and roll the ball past Alisson at the cop end. I think he's done a really good job. I think he's a, a good club. I think he's, uh, they've gone about their work really well. If you'd said to me last season who I, I thought might be a tip to sort of challenge and, and really improve it, they've been Brighton, and I think they have been. They've, they've started the season really well. Now Lionel Messi, Lionel, won the Balloon d'Or, Ballon d'Or for a record seventh time this week. He didn't win it seven times this week, it doesn't matter. Darren Bent thinks Robert Lewandowski, Lewandowski should have won the award. We'll also hear from Chelsea gaffer Thomas Tuchel and Kloppy's take on Mohamed Salah not receiving the prestigious gong. But here's Simon Moni Moni Jordan dismissing claims that the repetitive nature of the award makes it boring. Ultimately, individual contributions are so compelling. It is about teams, but you have to recognise the greatness of certain individual players. How compelling a proposition in world football is Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo? I think they're as compelling as you get. And I think back in the day, if we'd had these awards, people like George Best and, and, and other players of that ilk would have been in and amongst the mix. Yeah. Some of the decision-making processes I don't always concur with, and I'm not a huge follower of it, Of it doesn't really occupy much of my time, but to suggest that this passing of the baton, because they've dominated, because their performances have been so exceptional... If they weren't so dominant, then it wouldn't be so repetitive. And because they've been so dominant, the only tra tragedy is that, that the awards have looked very repetitive, but I, I think they have a space in place. Not too many bodies committed forward for Bayern's a massive space for Lewandowski to run into, and that is exactly what he does. Lewandowski, I mean, the, the season that they had no ceremony and he, he didn't win the Ballon d'Or, he was head and shoulders above everyone. I think there's not much between the two in terms of goals and assists, so no, for me, Lewandowski, you've got to, you've got to give it to him. Over the last two years, because you've You've got to take that into consideration because there was no award the year before. Yeah. His, his standards haven't dropped. If I'm, anything, I, he's got I, better. I'm really not sure about it, what it is 100%. You always can give it. I said that you always can give it to Lionel Messi for the, for the career he has, for the, for, the, for the football he is and all these kind of things. But if you don't give it Robert Lewandowski this time, then it's quite tricky to get it at all. And yes, more was definitely should have been higher up. Jorginho was the top-ranked Premier League player, finishing in third place as Chelsea were named Club of the Year. It shows the ambition of the club. It shows the target. And um, this is what drives us, what makes us happy and what motivates us. We don't do what we do 
to uh, have in the end the individual award, but when you have a lot of nominees and when you get a prize like this yesterday, it is proof that we, we showed what the club is all about and how the club is built. Now, former Liverpool and Arsenal player Ray Kennedy has sadly passed away at the age of 70. He was a three-time European Cup winner while at Anfield and collected five league titles with the club. His former teammates, Phil Neal, Mark Lawrenson and journalist Tony Evans, paid tribute to him on TalkSport. Liverpool legend Ray Kennedy has died at the age of 70, that after a long-term battle with Parkinson's disease. The former midfielder won three European Cups and five league titles under Bob Paisley. There goes the whistle. Liverpool have beaten Borussia Mönchengladbach 3-1. They won the European Cup. If you ask Liverpool supporters of that era, they will say what, what an outstanding player that he was. The great thing about Razor was he was like such a mild-mannered bloke. Kennedy, Ray Kennedy, and that's 1-0, and that's a beautiful goal. He was absolutely magnificent. You, I've probably never seen a player who was more elegant on the ball. His touch, his left foot was unbelievable, and his knack of arriving late into the box. And Arsenal, who finished the season under such fantastic pressure, pressure which would have broken everyone and done it! Arsenal have done the double! A beautiful left foot. It could swerve the ball left, could swerve the ball right, he could volley. He was a he was a master. Ray Kennedy, oh what a brilliant run by Ray Kennedy! On to the Women's World Cup qualifiers, where England absolutely tonked Latvia in Doncaster. And Man City striker Ellen White became the Lionesses' highest ever scorer. She's just got another goal, and she has the record for England. She now has England's goal-scoring record, 47 goals for Ellen White. She's been pounced on by her teammates. 47 goals for England, what a record. What a player. They know how much it means to me. They know how much I love playing for England. Um, and, you know, it's a dream to be playing alongside supremely talented players. And it's another one from for Lauren Hemp. That's her fourth goal of the evening. What a night for her. It's a really good volley, actually, from Lauren Hemp. She has to take it as she saw falling to the ground. Great, great goal from Lauren Hemp there. And England now lead 20-0. That's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app, wherever you get your podcasts from. Of course, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. I'm back on TalkSport today and adding Austin's Drive Time Show alongside Darren Goff from 4pm. From 6pm, you've got kickoff around the grounds on TalkSport 2. Adrian Durham presents, of course, all the goals as they go in on a busy night of Premier League action, including Everton v Liverpool and Aston Villa v Man City. Kickoff, of course, joins TalkSport at 7pm. And if you miss any of the goals going in, why not retune your radio to our brand new station, TalkSport Gold. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So do what you got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe.
That was a podcast from Talk Sport.